Want to welcome everybody to Iowa Post Game here from the Hawkeye of the Storm, and want to thank our sponsor for today's show. We've got a couple of sponsors to thank along the way this evening. First of all, Iowa Smokehouse, and you probably enjoyed if you had the right thing in mind for a game day snacking. You enjoyed some of their beef sticks, maybe their uh, beef jerky, perhaps it's their steak bites. They've got awesome products, folks. And even if it's late night like this evening, it'll go well with a beer, maybe your favorite. Uh, spirit whatever the case may be check it out at iowasmokehouse.com and use the code hawkeyes for 15 percent off your total order courtesy of this show from the hawkeye of the storm and our partner iowa smokehouse plus want to thank brad van meter and his team down at state farm give him a call 515-256-6480 for a quote on insurance visit him online at bradvanmeter.com brad van meter at state farm in des moines so the Iowa Hawkeyes fall on the road in Omaha. Man, I got a lot of thoughts on this game, folks. We've got about 65 people. It is a late night edition. And as you can see, I probably look a little bit haggard. It's been a bit of a long day, long travel over to Omaha for this game. And um, I guess I should say, first of all, it was worth it. I love downtown Omaha and I'm an Iowa guy. Um, but there are some towns across the state of Iowa and across the Midwest that I could care less about visiting. And some people may say, who cares about Omaha? Downtown Omaha is really cool. Kind of uh, has that retro look or uh, vintage feel um, and lots of great eateries. Man, we were able to, and I know this is going to bore some people, so just hang tight with me. Be patient. We were able to hang out around like a three-mile square radius, three-square-mile radius and do everything we needed to do, hit our restaurant that we went to. Uh, we went to an ice cream shop before the game, got to the game way early, got great parking for the game, got a hotel close to the game. Like everything worked out really smoothly in that regard. And uh, overall, man, if you're Iowa, you got to be happy. I know this is a, there are no moral victories in sports. I get that. But if you're Iowa and you're Fran McCaffrey, I guarantee you folks, Fran is walking away from tonight feeling pretty good, feeling pretty good. Um, are, is there room to improve? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to go over that. We're going to talk about it. Um, we do not have Coach Gary Close on tonight because Coach is traveling. And um, so we expect to get Coach back ASAP for his season debut. But in the meantime, I'm here and uh, we'll be taking your calls throughout the evening, which reminds me I need to throw up the StreamYard link for people to call in. If you want to call in, I'll throw it up here in the live sh chat. Man, where do we start after this game? I mean, we could start certainly with the uh, officiating. That might be a start, right? Officiating is always a, a decent place to start, especially when you have a game like uh, like this one with Courtney Green. Um, let me just see here. I'm going to make sure we have everything in place. Yeah, I mean, man, uh, Fran McCaffrey about lost his mind in that uh, second half. And it's not like we've never seen Fran McCaffrey get angry. And I know some Creighton fans, we, I want to get, I want to address the Creighton fan base in a second as well, because um, very passionate fans. But wow, I've been to a number of road venues, but talk about a fan base. And, and I can't represent the whole fan base. I'm not trying to stereotype everybody. The people around us, it's almost like, they did not know how to behave as a number eight team in the country as a top 10 team. I mean, it was weird. I, and I try to be fairly uh, uh, 
fairly objective as it relates to evaluating opposing fan base. I love going on the road. I think that's a great, it's a great aspect of being able to be a fan or cover a sport, whatever you do in association with the college athletics team. Uh, I think it's just an awesome experience. And I have my reviews after visiting CHI. Really good arena. It was packed 17,000 plus um, there this evening. And boy, they were raucous. I'll give them credit for that. Um, extremely passionate fan base. You can tell very involved uh, in the game. Uh, I wish Carver could be somewhat close to what we saw this evening uh, at CHI. But uh, that's a, a discussion for another day. They've got a beautiful arena right across the street from Charles Schwab Field, where they, of course, have the, the uh, Big Ten Baseball Tournament, the College World Series, etc. So, uh, anyways, I digress. Uh, Iowa falling 92-84 to the Creighton Blue Jays. Let me just say this first. At halftime, it was 43-43. Both teams shot very well from the field. Um, but I thought Iowa's defense held in that first half. This is a really high score. This is a, a high firepower Creighton Blue Jays team. A lot of shooters. Obviously, they got sides inside with Kalkbrenner. If you missed the... Uh, preview i did with bluejbanter.com's own tim Kruger. we talked a little bit about all the weapons they've brought in some of which being transfers um but uh, at halftime it was 43 43 iowa was shooting 49 percent from the field creighton 43 percent. the difference was creighton made a couple more threes in iowa and a couple more free throws so it was tied rebounding was very even iowa actually out rebounded the blue jays in the first half 19 to 18 uh, beat him in assists nine to six. Beat him in steals four to two. Beat him in turnovers six to seven. Beat him in blocks four to two, and uh, held the largest lead in that first half at seven. Could not push it beyond seven. You got to be able to do that in a game like this, and it's hard, really hard. But uh, let's just say this: very good first half. Forty-three, forty-three, really good first half. Was it perfect? wasn't perfect defensively it wasn't perfect of course not but they held them to 43 percent these teams like to get up and down that's not a terrible number second half defense was a little bit of a different story we'll talk about it i just got the official box score from iowa i'm going to pull this up and as i do let's go to our first caller our iowa smokehouse call in line ryan is with us ryan welcome hey Corey. sorry i was actually watching the the live feed, not the StreamYard feed. Sorry oh, about that. Good. Yeah, good. Michael, bar's, bar's still open, but barely. How long until I get a side, side-handed side comment about Courtney Green this evening? Um, no, why would I do that? Well, I think, uh, I, I'm guessing Fran held his tongue post-game, but uh, I can tell you I'm tired of seeing Courtney Green assigned to road games. Well, any game, frankly, especially a Big Ten, Big East game. You could, if if, if you're going to get a Big Ten crew, let's get somebody like who's the the big DJ Carstensen. Carstensen, yes, or yeah, or or even Kelly Pfeiffer, who at least showed some. I think res- Pfeiffer is okay. I yeah, think. he showed some. Yeah, you know, it, it's pretty clear. Court, Crooked Courtney's got. An agenda and why he still gets Iowa games is just beyond. So they're not gonna. I don't think you can just say he never gets Iowa games. He's been problematic. He's been responsible for a number of problems, not just with with Iowa games, but with other Big Ten games. That's the issue. Is he's he's kind of got a reputation across the conference, not just with the Hawks. But Fran does not like him. 
I know Jordan Bohannon was tweeting about him this evening. Jordan clearly does not like him. I don't think Iowa players like him. If you don't want it to be a distraction, I don't know that it was, but boy, there were some moments tonight. Well, the thing is, you know, you got to be kind of careful about some of that too. It's one thing for a jabroni like me to spout off about crooked Courtney, uh, the man with no integrity whatsoever, nor accountability. But you know, if he if he's watching Twitter, he obviously knows that somebody, especially like a Bohannon, who's a high-profile former Hawkeye, uh, mouthing off about him, it, it, it isn't going to help us either. Um, you know, uh, I, I will never forgive that man for calling a foul with a second to go 35, 35 feet from the basket uh, handing Rutgers that win on Keegan Murray of all guys. You know, we're not exactly talking about Draymond Green here. If you saw that crap tonight, I don't know if you heard about I it. Haven't, I haven't seen it. Oh, he uh, got ejected, what, second time in three days, this time for throwing a chokehold on uh, Rudy Gobert. Um, yeah, it was a mess. Uh, that guy, the guy's a complete punk. But, um, Anyway, I digress. Rudy Rudy Gobert doesn't. I don't have a great opinion of Rudy Gobert. I don't either. I don't either. But he, (laughs) uh, Draymond was uh, in the wrong on this one. You, I think you would agree. Um, Anyway, I I digress. Yeah, Crooked Courtney. Yeah, yeah, kind of knew you didn't have much chance when that happened. That being said, you know, uh, talking about some of the positives. Dembele looks like he really could be a good player. I, I, I really enjoyed watching him. He's got a sweet touch. Uh, hopefully he can get a little more physical because uh, he's got the frame for it. Uh, but all in all, I felt good about him. Excuse me. Um, obviously, Ben Cricky um, has a beautiful shot, and that's going to pay dividends. Um, on some of the other side, I kind of feel like this is the same team we've always kind of had. You really don't have that alpha dog point guard, kind of like the women do. Okay, that's an extreme example, I admit. But, like, you don't have the alpha dog point guard. Bowen, he's got to figure out how to get some What do you baskets. mean by alpha dog point guard? Tell me what. Tell me what that means. The guy, you know, if you watch the NCAA tournament, uh, you know that five eight guy for Kansas State who just lit it up. He table set it. He can score. But that's one. That's one. Ex- you're giving me another extreme example. Well, or think of um, uh, who is the guy for Indiana? Yogi Ferrell was it? Uh, okay, Yogi. You know, guys, guys who again that was cl- six years ago. Oh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The guy who is the clear leader of the team, who everything runs through them, and then they table set for others. In the Fran era, we typically, our best players are typically the bigger guys, right? You know, Garza, the Murrays. Um, you know, I guess Devin Marble may have been, might be one exception, but. Um, I, I want I want better guard play. We, 
teams that do well in the NCAA tournament, teams that do well, and I, I'm reading James Hemmer's comment here, teams that do well in the NCAA tournament have excellent guard play and they know how to play defense. What Iowa's problem is, is we go through some major defensive laps. We will go. We will give up a 12-13-0 run over three minutes and then work the rest of the game digging out of the hole and we'll fall a few points short. And I think that's kind of what happened today. Well, let me just say something real quick, Ryan. You, you're right about that, and I don't want to return to you with anecdotal evidence because that didn't prove anything. Illinois is an example of a team who for several years had – really elite guard play between guy, you know, Trent Frazier, Ayo Dosumu, and they could never win in March, and they didn't play very good defense. Now, I, I agree with you. I think they need better guard play, but I will say it's early with Brock Harding. He's three games into his career. This is his first his first road game. But I, 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 I wanted to ask you about that because he was – he hardly sniffed the court in the first half, and I, he didn't play enough. I thought he showed – I mean, yeah, I, I know the competition for the first two games, but I thought he showed enough flashes, enough passing ability, and I don't think Bowen uh, blew anyone's doors off. And not that he played bad. He had a solid floor game, but why wasn't Harding more involved in this game? I think he – potentially could have been more of a difference maker well, and I'll, I'll say I'll say my my response to that Ryan and, and I want to give Fran kudos to a large extent and I know people are frustrated with the defense he gave him 92 points and you know how I feel about defense right Ryan we've we've went over this you know how critical I've been of Fran and the defense but I am not sitting here thinking whoa is the defense and here we go again I, I'm encouraged by what we saw this evening because Fran had the courage and the trust in five underclassmen. He's been doing he's done it every game so far this year. And here we see him go on the road at number eight Creighton in a packed house. And for a good stretch of the game, he went with four freshmen and a sophomore. Mm -hmm. uh, and for another stretch, he went with four freshmen and Peyton Sanford. That's I don't know of another coach that besides maybe, you know, a blue blood that's getting four and five star kids every class. I don't know of another coach that'd be willing to do that ever let alone on the road against a top eight team. And I thought those guys showed up. Um, as it relates to guard play, um, Harding didn't play a lot. I don't know his final minute. I've got his final minutes up here. So for the game, Brock Harding played uh, just eight minutes in the game. And you're right about him in the first half. Brock had just oh, two for one in the first half. Yeah, in, in just two minutes of play. Um, I don't know why that is. The only thing I could say is, Although Fran has lots of trust in his guys, and he played Brock. He played Brock eight minutes, but but Brock was the guy with the least amount of time on the court tonight of the freshman. There is a difference with going on the road when you have the ball in your hand all the time. I think there's maybe a little bit of less pressure on a guy like, even though they're going up against really good bigs, but guys like Lodgy or guys like Owen Freeman or even Price, they're not having to handle the ball every time down. That'd be my only explanation. I haven't heard Fran's take on the game yet. But uh, all I have to say is he's really young. I think he's got an opportunity. And not, when you say alpha, I don't think they necessarily need a scoring first point guard. And I don't think that's what you're saying either. No, it's not. Right. But they need someone who can be a distributor, who can attack. And I still think DeSante Bowen could be that. Let's remember, this is just his sophomore year. 
And I'm not willing to throw the towel in on him, and I don't think you are either. Um, and he has shown flashes. I think some of us thought he'd just come right in there and, and attack and be that guy. So, yeah, defense really wasn't good for that 10-minute stretch in the second half. I mean, it was bad. They gave up 32 points in nine minutes. That's what lost in the game. Okay, to maybe help define real quick my alpha comment, uh, to put it in Iowa terms, um, last year I went to the Illinois game, and Tony Perkins took over that game. He was the alpha dog. Everything ran through him. He just took the game over and willed us to win. That's not who he is. But I'm saying that type of performer, the guy who can do that, more often than not, when you have to, you know, there are examples out there. Sure, they're, they're, you know, they don't grow on trees. I get that, but they are out there, and that that that's the kind of the guard who's got the potential of being that. The guy who, when you're in the second round of the NCAA tournament and you're going for that Sweet Sixteen, and you you got to have that guy who can put you over the top. Uh, yeah. that, that more of that is what I'm I'm looking for. One now, guy that we didn't mention is Peter Jock. You know, you mentioned Devin Marvel. Peter Jock would have been an example in 2017. But I, I call him an alpha. He wasn't a point guard, but he was a guard that you could go to, and he yeah. made some big shots down the street. And then that that's a fair, yeah, that's a fair um, assumption. Andre Woolridge is probably the best example I can come up with in Hawkeye Land, but uh, you probably weren't. Alive. Well, I know fairly. all about Andre Woolridge, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, heck, we had him and Ryan Bowen, and we were starting a former walk-on named Daryl Moore, and we we uh, finished second in the Big Ten that year with a team on paper that probably should have been middle of the pack. Um, anyway, uh, do have a question for you? Okay. Any examples of uh, what you saw? Uh, you mentioned the Creighton fans. What I noticed on television was when Sanford got hurt, they were booing loudly. And when he was going to the locker room, they booed him out of the arena. And I thought, what a bunch of D-bags. Are you upset you don't have a football team or something? No. No, they're not upset about that. You want to know why? (laughs) Because they're lame? Well, They're lame. I mean, Creighton's lame, let's face it. They're good, but they're lame. And I, it took me a little bit to figure this out. What's the reason why? Because I'm telling you, I was in that arena. And there's other people that can attest to the same thing. And, and granted, I don't want again, I'm not stereotyping the entire fan base. But I know some certain people that were around me in my section. We were fairly close to the court. We had some Iowa fans around us, mostly Creighton fans. But, boy, it just seemed like all the Creighton fans that were around us hated Iowa hated like hatred like i'm like who the crap cares about creighton like i don't care exactly here you're number eight in the country act like you've been there before i don't care but like i was with a friend at the game today and i would i would make a comment to him and i have people behind me every time responding to a comment i'm having in a private conversation like it was this level of delusion, and it took me like 10 minutes to figure out what was going on, and I think I figured it out, although this is still theorizing a bit. Ryan, where is Creighton located? We're right on the border, Omaha. Okay, and what state is that in? <laughs> Nebraska. 
Not, nothing against the state of Nebraska, but. The lamest state to ever drive through, by the what, way. What major football brand lacks a basketball brand in that state? Well, you mean uh, underachieving football G-B-R. brand that used to be good? G-B-R. G-B-R. That's what it is. I think that's what it is. I think, I think you're right. Wearing blue today, we're actually, I almost guarantee you that everybody wearing blue today were Nebraska fans. And that's why they hated Iowa. And I, you know, when I, when I picked up on it, maybe this is me being dumb. Maybe it's because I'm from Iowa. But here's when I picked up on it, Ryan. Oh, wait, wait, wait. My cousins know Greg McDermott because he's from Cascade, Iowa. He's from Iowa. And, you know, yeah, it's he, just funny to me. Dougie grew up down the, down the road for me. But here's what I'll say. I didn't know. I didn't really. It didn't really sink in for me until these yahoos, yahoos who are behind me. All right. I think in Nebraska they were they pronounce it yahoo. Those yahoos behind me started making comments about ah, what coordinator are you gonna fire this week? And I thought, wait a minute, hold on a second. You were Creighton fans. You don't care about football. And then I'm like, oh wait. Of course. How stupid of me. So well, anyway. As you know, as you know, my boss, who's a great guy, is a lifelong Nebraska fan. And but he's not delusional. He's actually really realistic. He's the first yeah. one to tell you the only reason they won is because Cooper DeGene got hurt two minutes into the game. We had to put a TJ Hall, who was unprepared and a walk on in. And they picked on him enough for three touchdowns. But you know what he, I say to that, Ryan? If Cooper DeGene was in that game, we, we would be bragging about how many in a row? Eight, nine? Do you know what I say to that, Ryan? Injuries are a part of the game. Well, I agree. I agree. I, but I don't, think, I, I don't think they should be overly confident. Um, They're not over. Black this Friday. is how they are whether they win or they lose. This is how a lot of them are whether they win or they lose. That's the crazy part about it. It's and there like, are... By the way, I had, used to have a roommate who was a Nebraska fan. So I, I'm not anti-Nebraska. I'm just saying there is seems to be a larger portion of said fan base that behave in a certain way toward Iowa and toward Iowa State. Because I live in Ames. I understand how Iowa State fans feel about a lot of Nebraska fans, too. So anyways, it was but, just – and the, hold on a second. Real yeah. quick, the, the Peyton Sanford thing, when he went down yeah. hard, you were absolutely right. There was booing. There was stuff about faking injuries all around us. And I know what the other side of this will say. Well, what about 2021 Iowa Penn State football? Remember the Iowa fans booing? Those were totally different circumstances. Okay. And I am not saying I would have booed if I would have been in the stadium, but those were different circumstances. You know, those are different circumstances. Peyton Sanford, there's no reason to think he was faking an injury. He literally hit the deck hard. We couldn't see it very well from our seat. It was on our end of the court, uh, but he left. And frankly, you know, they lose this game 92-84, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Peyton Sanford doesn't play much. And, I mean, you're talking about first half of this game. Peyton he, got, up, he got that two fouls, and he had to sit 10 minutes. He played six minutes in the first half, and in the second half, he played 12. He played right. 18 minutes in the game, and he's supposed to be Iowa's best player. And this is how I look at it. Iowa still went on the road, put up 84, and kept this game competitive until the final two minutes. That's a positive. I walked up to, I'll say this, I walked up to uh, Owen Freeman's parents. They were down there. They were actually right behind the Iowa bench. But I went down there after the game, and I talked to Zach, and that's Owen's dad. And I just said, I just want to tell you something. Your son is going to be great. And I, I know agree. you know that. But he came in here against this guy who's 
you know, all Big East level seven footer and did not play scared whatsoever. And you want to know who had the best plus minus in this game? Not that that's a stat I look into or read into all the time. It was Owen Freeman. He was plus 10 in a game they lost by eight. He was plus 10 when Owen Freeman was on the court. He's going to get more minutes as the year goes on, especially if he can knock down open shots. Mm-hmm. And I was just really impressed with his lack of regard for, uh, in, in a good way, lack of regard for his own body. The physicality of the game did not scare him. He was a little bit undersized compared to Kalkbrenner, and he just he showed up. So I, I'm impressed by all those things. Your concerns are still valid. Believe me. The defense- I, I thought you were a little down on Iowa. Um Oh, I was. I was because a little you, you said something like I just don't think they're very good. And I thought I, I was the one somewhat I trying did. to talk you off the ledge. Like they're probably better than you think. Well, this- I think today shows that the tournament is definitely well, a possibility. There, you know, guys like Cricky um are gonna add a lot. Uh we have some, you know, seniors and then a lot of young talent that just needs to have their moments and today i think went a long way for that i came away feeling better about us how i mean where are we gonna finish i don't know probably anywhere from sixth to ninth but i think the tournament is a possibility probably a nine seed somewhere along there will will this be the year we break the tournament drought i'm afraid not simply when i tournament drought i mean sweet 16 drought probably not because I, I, I just, as soon as floors get space, we still give up a lot of uncontested threes. And, of course, if Crooked Courtney is doing the game, he's going to bail, bail them out with, you know, your fingernail barely clipped the jersey and, you know. Well, Ryan, I, I do got to let you slide because I got yep. other colors, but I, I appreciate what you had to say and uh, – I am encouraged by this evening. I did make the comments the other day. I don't think this team is very good. I, I'm very, very encouraged by tonight. Very encouraged by tonight. I am too. Make the second weekend, but I'm very encouraged. Still very early. It's going to be a fun year. Brian, thank you for the call. Take we'll care, man. Soon, Talk sir. to you soon. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was a good call. I appreciate Ryan's perspective, and he's absolutely right. And if you can see that little hotel clock in the background, yes, it's 12.15. We still got 150 people on here. So appreciate everybody hanging out uh, late night. Justin with the Super Chat. How ironic is the difference between Iowa's basketball versus football team's philosophy? Offense-oriented versus defense-oriented stubbornness on both sides, in my opinion. Thank you for the Super Chat, Justin. Although I will say you're not breaking any news. We've been <laughs> we've known this for a while, right? We've known this for a while. Again, the defensive concerns are going to be there, and those are more of a macro look on a micro look at this program right now, where this team is at right now, I'm encouraged by what we saw this evening. Uh, Aaron says, uh, the game was late enough. I have to wait 19 more minutes. I hope there's some sarcasm or some jesting in that comment, Aaron. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, I made you wait 19 minutes for a completely free show at midnight uh, after being at the game in Omaha and racing back to a hotel to bring you this show for totally free on your part. I apologize for that. All right, let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. We have got Doug, and then we've got James. Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Corey? Doing good, man. How are you doing? I won money tonight, so I'm happy. Hey. <laughs> they, they, it was 12 and a half, you know, so we we, we won that, so uh, that's a good thing. 
Um, Is it the say, say that again. The spread was what? 12 and a half. Oh, 12 and a half. I thought you said four and a half. I'm like, it wasn't four and a half. Okay. 12 and a half. I was well, surprised when I saw that. the computer spread. You probably saw the preview I did with Tim Kruger. And yep. It. Sure it was, did. It was like 22. Yeah. Like the computer spread like two days ago. And I'm like, man, that's high. But I could also see it uh, again. Uh, yeah, they definitely covered. Yeah. Um, you know, people uh, being kind of negative. I was kind of surprised when I looked at it. There was only a couple of people in the live chat when I was you know, waiting that were kind of being negative. And I was like, you know, losing uh, on the road uh, against the number eight team in the country. Uh, that Alexander is really good. The club, you know, eight, eight, yeah, eight. You said eighteen. Oh, I met eight. <laughs> yep, the eight, top ten, top ten, top ten. Um, I'll put it this way, you know, it, Ryan said, you know, we we can't make the Sweet Sixteen or something, or we won't. I don't know about that, but if we saw them as a two seed, and we were a seven seed. I'm not worried in the second round. I I believe we can beat them. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm not, it's so early. It, it's so yeah. early to be making any definitive comments this does not hurt their resume at all going to creighton and losing um if anything it helps their i think it helps their resume because the committee you know i don't committee's going to be combing through results but they lost by single digits on the road at a top eight team yeah and he played those freshmen a lot and well i was right about ashworth i I didn't think much of him because we played against him against utah state two years ago and he had a horrible shooting game but it was Alexander. <laughs> that dude is uh, for real. He's a uh, yes, he very good. He might be a first round NBA player. Both those guys came back. Um, this is something that if you're not optimistic, Ben had a huge game. Owen at times looked really good against that Ryan Hawkburn or whatever. It, he is two time Big East Defensive Player of the Year. He will go for a third. Defensive Player of the Year in the Big East. Only only um, Alonzo Mourning has done that. I mean, so Brenner. Yeah. So, yeah. And and think about think about and I understand that Cricky. Yeah. The one thing Cricky's able to do is pull you out. Yep. And his mid range jump shot was really effective. But twenty four points on eleven of eighteen shooting, and then Owen Freeman comes in, and you know he wasn't a juggernaut, but he goes four of seven with eight boards. Um, those are pretty good numbers from your bigs. Yeah, and, he, and Owen went right at him. You know, um, there was, you know, if so- you had told me ahead of time, Doug, that Ben Cricky and Ben Cricky and Owen Freeman would combine for what is that 15 of 25 for 32 points and Kalkbrenner would end up with 13 points and four rebounds. Yeah. I'd have told you, hey, I was got a chance to win. And frankly, I would have been right because they did have a chance to win. They're down five with less than a minute to go. And I don't know if Peyton Sanford, you might have been able to tell on the, on the TV replay. Did he get fouled? I like fouled. Yeah, he may have gotten fouled. I know he wanted the foul, and I had Yahoo's behind me. Just you can't even hear anything because they're spitting all over you, and it's just a mess. But anyways, uh, I thought he may have gotten fouled as well. You don't normally see him. He was kind of off balance, but he, he shot air ball like that. Either right. he, either he's throwing it from his side, or he is hit. <laughs> so you know, he's either extremely off balance, or someone hit him. Um, so, and I don't know what got him off balance, either the person or himself. But yeah, he doesn't throw up that bad shot. What um, when they were down eighty to sixty three, I started losing hope. But you take they, they kept fighting. Yeah, you take away that ten minutes, they outplayed them thirty minutes of the game. 
I mean, pro- yeah, and, and the problem, and, and let me just yeah, say, it's all, minutes. <laughs> exactly, it's not all butterflies and daffodils because the fact of the matter is that 10 minute stretch was bad. When you give up 32 points in nine minutes, not getting back in transition, giving up open threes, giving up dribble drives and kicks, that's an efficient offense. And that was the only way they were going to get blown out is if they went through a long stretch. But they never really went through a drought, per se. It was mostly just the defensive end, not getting back and, and giving up easy, easy either three, either easy threes or easy shots at the rim. Too many layups, too many dunks. All right. Uh, I'm going to piggyback, piggyback off your comment about Omaha and Creighton fans. It's something I've never liked fans doing is if you're a fan, I'm an Iowa fan. I don't really follow the women's. I don't go on your show. But, I, you know, I watch the games. I've. I'm an Iowa Hawkeye fan. I grew up names. I had people that would be Iowa football fans, but be Iowa State basketball fans. And had people do those same things. And you're 100% right. Every one of those people claims to be a Nebraska football fan, but it's a Creighton basketball fan. And it gets me so upset because they get to claim that their program's good in both sports. And that's not fair because Nebraska basketball has never won a first round NCAA tournament game. You know what that would be like, and and that would that would be like if Drake or you and I all of a sudden just you know started to be really good, and they have had good years, not to the level of Creighton where you move up to the Big East level, but really good years. And Iowa fans start saying, "Well, I'm an Iowa football fan, but a you and I basketball fan." Like that would be so dumb. Well, I, I, I was I was I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because in 08, I was a Drake fan with Keno and that team with uh, Adam Adam Necker. But you but, weren't. But but well, you, I hated Lick Lighter. So <laughs> yeah, I, but you still were an Iowa. I mean, like you were still. Yeah. I'm sure you watched every game during the Lick Lighter era, like I did. I <laughs> saw. Him. I was also in college at the time, so. It, but yeah, I I don't care to remember the Lick Lighter era. And when I'd much rather have watch a game like this, then they played a game in Licklider's first year against Michigan State, and they were top five, top ten. It was like thirty six to like forty two or something. I, you know, somebody's gonna tell me I'm way wrong, but it was a Tony Freeman game, and it was just horrible to watch. Yet they beat them, and I said, "This is not how I want the next fifteen years of Iowa basketball to go." But. um no, I, I I look for I think you know this very easily can be a tournament team because I think they'll go at minimum fourteen and two at home, and that well I only think Purdue's at, at home. You say at minimum you think they're going to go fourteen and two at home? That'd be eight and two in the Big Ten. They're not going to lose any of the six non-conference games. Oh, I'm not saying they're going to lose one of the non-conference games. But no, I think they'll go eight and two at. They don't play Michigan gonna... State at home. I that that gets them four four games close to. Close to the NCAA, if they're 18 and 13, because last year they were 19 and 12 with a loss to Eastern Illinois. I, again, all this could change by numbers and, you know, Kim Palm and the rankings and different well, first things. First of all, the, the, here's the sad part they literally don't play anybody in the non conference at home. No. Anybody. That's they, have to they, don't even play, they don't even play a Power Five major nope. team. And they don't even do that in Des Moines either. I was very disappointed that I that know. neutral site game is Florida AM. Don't Why is it a neutral site game, Florida? Because I thought when they said, that, oh, we're not playing in Des Moines with doubleheader with the women, I was like, oh, they don't bring in a team like Creighton or somebody like that. Like, How cool would it have been if they had brought in, trying to think of a, like even if you went out and, and brought in like Butler yes. or you brought in like Marquette. I'm trying to think of a more regional school. There would have been like, 
scheduling can get complicated. Not yeah. West School, like Wyoming or somebody like that. Any, you know, something. Well, Nevada would have been awesome just to get uh, Stevie a loss or two. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just would have been nice to have a little bit better. I mean, I might be going to San Diego next week, so that's uh, something I'm looking forward to. Good we'll for you. That goes. Yeah. Uh, I got – I got plane tickets, so uh, you got twenty tickets. No, I got plane tickets. Fly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so we'll see how that goes. Um, there, there could be some other Thanksgiving things that might pop up, family stuff. But uh, as of now, I'm I'm going. So we'll see. Um, and I'm looking for that. I, I, I wanted to go to Loyola. That 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 is going to be a great place to go mm-hmm. in November. And it's not going to work out for me, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy for you. Well, are, you, are, you flying into, are you flying into LA? Are you flying into San Diego? San Diego. Direct flight uh, from Des Moines to San Diego. So that's uh Very that's nice. awesome. Yep. I, I was I would say, you know, uh, a lot of people knock uh a, a Legion in air, but like hey, they they get you oh, Legion's, Legion's great. Yeah. Legion's great if you want a cheap way to fly, absolutely. Yeah. That's so why I said I don't know why people knock it. I don't know much better. So it's like people are like, this is a bus in the sky. I'm like, works for me. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Get me there. Yeah. Um, no, but I think, you know, I, I'm optimistic. And, um, you know, it's not just being a homer. Um, they, they, they have, they have a chance. And the Big Ten's struggling this, uh, today. You know, that was really, really sad to see the other two teams lost in the Big Ten. And, uh, you know, that that's not good. And uh, Michigan State already has two losses. Wisconsin already has two losses. And um, we'll we'll see. I don't know if there's any Big Ten team, maybe other than Purdue, that um, might make the Sweet 16. I mean, Illinois looked okay against Marquette. Um, but Illinois didn't look good against, uh, what was it, Oakland. So, but. Uh, real quick. Can I just say something because you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about? I made a comment. It was Iowa had cut the lead. What was it? 63. What was the score when Creighton blew it open? 80-63. Well, it was 80-63. Yeah. Okay, but but Creighton went up early, early in that second half, and Iowa climbed back to get it within six. I think it was after an and one for Patrick or maybe I'm trying to think. No, I believe it was um, – no, it wasn't an and one. They actually got it was a it was a dead ball foul, I think. Got the ball out to Tony. He nailed a three, and they cut it to sixty three fifty seven. And I leaned over to my friend and I said, "Hey, I said there's going to be a makeup call right here because the fans were booing for no reason. Fans are booing like crazy." I said, "There's going to be a makeup call. Mm-hmm. What happens? One of the biggest makeup calls I've ever seen in my life. The and one against Patrick McCaffrey. Yes, uh, they." Brand looked like he's gonna lose his mind again. Oh, I get so like, sick. No of, I, Gary, I want to ask Gary about makeup. I get so sick of those. I get so tired of them. Either make the right, either make the call or don't make the right call. And if you miss it in the moment, then correct it. Don't go down and change the game on the other side of the court. Stupid. I hate yeah. That. Well, I know you have other callers. I'm optimistic. Even if other people in chat aren't, um, like I said, next week will be a, a big week. Hopefully, both me personally and going down there, but the, hopefully they get. I, I think USC is pretty good. I haven't, but I haven't. I don't know much about Oklahoma. I know Seton Hall last year. We uh, we did beat them, so I hope we get one in San Diego. Um, I have absolutely no fear of Arkansas State on Friday, but you know, um, and we played Purdue pretty quick, I think too, and that's uh, played Purdue and Michigan and Iowa State all. 
back, 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 back. So they get, they get, it's literally Purdue. Uh, and then at Iowa State within a four-day period. So it's going to be a, a busy week. That's a big week. A couple opportunities, early resume-building wins. I mean, this was a game, I said it toward the end of the game, this was an excellent game for this team. For experience, uh, trial by fire, jumping in the, the pool head first. But moving forward, at some point, you got to win a couple of games. And, and it's way too early to start yeah. saying, well, we got to hurry. we got to be urgent here. They'll win one or two, but they got they, they need to capitalize on a couple of those opportunities on the road. Like I said, they got to protect home court, and they do have to get somebody at, on on the road. Um, you know, uh, I mean, if they do win, you know, thirteen and three at home, they still need to beat somebody on the road. Right. And uh, the Big Ten's tough on the road. People just don't realize that it's it's just as you saw at Creighton. Um, some of those calls might go different at Carver Hawkeye, even with our smaller crowds. But you know, we'll we'll see. Um, like I said, have a good night. Get some sleep. Safe travels back to Central Iowa. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate it, sir. All right. Um, Lansky, how was the ice cream in Omaha? Very good. Very good. Very good. Lots of great options down here. Like I said, I've always loved uh, downtown Omaha. Um, Okay. Uh, We've got uh, James waiting on hold. Our number to call in if you're interested in calling in here the last 10, 15 minutes of the show. It's 515-635-1601, 515-635-1601. I will throw up the um, link if you want to join via StreamYard. I'll throw that up in the live chat right now, I think. All right, we'll go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call online, then we'll talk about our player of the game tonight. James, welcome to our show. How you doing? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm all right. Trying to stay up. I gotta work in early in the morning, but you know, I didn't. I don't want to miss this show since I missed the last one. So you're a trooper, buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah, I couldn't make the last one, so I had to try to make this one at least. But the game, I felt like, obviously was okay. You know, once you dig yourself in that hole, it's kind of hard to come back, especially with like the way we play defense, the way we've always played defense. If that makes sense, and like once you get a 17 point deficit, it's kind of hard to come back sometimes. But I feel like. You like to see that fight, especially early in the year. You know, like, they didn't get down, they didn't roll over. They fought back, then they got down again, they fought back again. Then we can build on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I don't know what fans expect when you're playing the number eight team in the country on the road with such a young team. I, like I say, I, I, I have a hard time walking away negative about this evening and Again, you go back and look at every first half stat was like dead even. If anything, Iowa had an edge in the first half. That's impressive. That That is impressive, again, assuming that Peyton Sanford ends up being their best player. They did it with their best player on the bench for much of that first half. Yeah, and I'm not as much of a – I feel like the refs missed some calls, obviously, but that's not – it's basketball, right? So, obviously, the refs are going to miss some calls, but you still have to be – as good as you can the rest of the time when the calls aren't, you know what I mean? Like when the calls aren't made to try to overcome that. I understand you on the road too. And some of those calls were bad. Like it wasn't an one on the King foul, whatever, you know, the one where they call Patrick for the foul and they said it wasn't, but you yeah. have something that and you try to overcome it. This is how sports works, you know? And unfortunately we couldn't overcome those in that circumstance, but it's not just the ref fault. And I know some people are going to say that, but like, it's not just the ref fault. You got to, play the full, you know, 40 minutes of the game. And, yep. and our 
Reds player of the game this evening. Real quick, James, I just want to interject here. Ben Cricky uh, was really good. And his physicality, he's going to have to continue. He's not the fastest, doesn't have the quickest feet, but he battled. And he picked up a foul on the first position of the game. And I turned and made the comment. I said, boy, I think it's an Evan Bronze night. I thought they might have to throw Bronze out there to battle inside. And they didn't. And I don't think they needed to. With Owen Freeman and Cricky, those guys held their ground. 24 points for Ben. 11 to 17 from the field, five rebounds. He was really good. One thing I saw, and I don't know if you noticed it, they had a point where Cricky and Freeman were out there. What's your thoughts on that lineup? I, I guess I didn't uh, cognitively notice that, but um, yeah, I mean, under some circumstances, if you're playing, well, both of I mean, honestly, I think Cricky, Owen seems to be a little bit more comfortable when he's dragging no. even even though Cricky can can shoot from outside. I think defensively Owen's feet maybe are a little bit quicker than, than Ben's. Um, so maybe you, you can slide Owen out to guard multiple positions. I mean, Lodgy's a guy who can guard multiple positions. Um, I know Creighton fans were just completely losing their minds when they're all American crossed over the true freshman. Also, uh, I mean, it happens in basketball. You get crossed over. And guess what? Like it was just like, oh my goodness, I've never seen that. I mean, it was just most ridiculous. Next time, what's that? Guess what he did next time on the court. Say it again. Said, guess what he did next time down the court. What? Hit a three. Did he? Was it the next time down yeah. the court? Yeah. So you get crossed yeah. over. You hit a three. So weird. It was just so weird. Like I said, I, my Come biggest back at him. fans was act like you've been there before. And the thing I'm think the thing I'm saying too is like anything about success. But the thing I'm saying too is like you're going crazy, I'm like bro. You're beating an unranked Iowa team. Like, what are you guys going crazy about? Like, you weren't there, bro. I was there. They I, were going crazy. You are absolutely. I know, right. but I'm, I'm just saying. I'm sitting in my I'm sitting in my bed. Like, why are y'all going crazy? You're beating an unranked Iowa team. Like, it's not like you're beating like the number like two team in the nation. I thought like you're beating like the number two team in the nation. I'm like, isn't not that y'all winning a game y'all were predicted to win by 12. Why are y'all going so crazy for it? I don't know. I, I, like I said, other than the fact that they just apparently just don't like Iowa. I know a lot of them were drinking like a lot of fans at sport, sports events do, but I think it was just a matter of a lot. A lot of those fans don't like Iowa, and it is what it is. I have nothing against Creighton. I, I have a lot of respect for how they play. I have a lot of respect for Greg McDermott. He obviously spent much of his life in Ames, and... Um, yeah, it's Charles mm -hmm. up in the chat. Actual Creighton alum, I'm sure. I mean, real Creighton fans that are actually Creighton fans, not just Nebraska fans that don't have a basketball team to root for. I'm sure, you know, you can't stereotype people. Um, and I don't know what the crowd was chanting, Jared. Uh, did you catch that, James? I didn't hear. I was at not, the No, I didn't even know that we were chanting something. I was just wondering, to be honest with you, there's nine seconds left, and we were down like seven, and, and we fouled again. I was like, why even foul at that point? Like... I was like, just let the game go. So I was kind of tuned out at that point. But I just say also with the McDermott, like, you know, he spent part of his portion of his coaching career up here too with you and I. So I have respect for him as well too, you know, just seeing like where he came from. You know, he's an Iowa guy too. Like, and it wasn't McDermott, you know, he's, he always seems to be, he, I know he's had some stuff in the past, you know, with like last year, especially with all that stuff. So, but it's good to see them win a game like this. And obviously they got Arkansas State, so they have to, get back on the right track before heading out to San Diego. And I think that's just what you got to focus on right now is just that. And one thing is like, who, like other than Cricky, who impressed you the most? Freeman? 
Um, without looking at the stat sheet, um, yeah, probably Freeman. Um, I honestly was really impressed with Logi. I know he just had eight points, only took four shots, but he was two of two from three. His ability to jump and and get his hand on on potential shot blocks, um, I'm really impressed with him. He he may end up being the best freshman of this group. Maybe not, but he almost like he, he was the one guy I didn't think was going to play this year, and he's got to play. He, he's too good not to play right now. He gives you a lot of that wing depth with a lot of potential to guard, like you said, at least three to four, three to or four to five positions. You know, I don't know if I would trust him guarding point guard, but like anybody else, I feel like he could guard just lateral wise. Like a point guard might be a little bit faster than getting to the rim, but like, anyways, I feel like he's one of those guys where you kind of have, like you said, you have no choice to play. Him. But one thing I think they did really well this game that the way was blocking shots. They were around a lot. I was around a lot of shots and around the rim a lot to try to contest shots. And I think that's something that I didn't think was going to happen. I don't know if you thought that was going to happen either, but I feel like that's something we didn't think was going to happen. That's something that they could build on in the future, especially with Owens blocking. Uh, especially, what? I was going to say six block shots for Iowa. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the way Owen can block shots and the way Logi can jump. You know, they have guys who can protect that rim when you're not playing cricket. And I think that's kind of something that is big. You need, you know, Patrick, I think cat guys hand on one or two in there as well. So you have that. And obviously the stretch, I think Purdue, Michigan or Purdue, Iowa State, Michigan is going to be tough. I think that's going to be the real test. It's early in the year. You know, I think that will be the real test when you get a little bit later in the year. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if, if those young guys can continue to grow and I'm sure they will, because uh, they've grown up, I'm sure a lot during the summer and fall. Um, I mean, this is a long season. By the time you hit February or March, maybe those guys are rounding into shape and and have a chance to play their way into the tournament setting in uh, in March. And, and that's all you can ask for the young team. And maybe you just never know. This would be, with as crazy as Iowa athletics is and, and Iowa basketball is. This might be the year where they make the Sweet Sixteen and we all eat crow. So, by the way, uh, Zach says in our chat, apparently USC just lost to UC Irvine. So, uh, wow. Yeah, but I'm one of the people too. Where like, I don't take any stock into losing this early you're you're like two weeks into the season you're still trying to figure out your team for a lot of teams you know and a lot of teams have a lot of transfers that come in or a lot of freshmen that come in sometimes so you're still trying to get your feet under you so i don't really take stock as much into losing this early as i do losing later in the year if that makes sense absolutely yep because like you just never know what you have with your team at this point in the season so yep no you're right i agree but it'll be interesting to see, and obviously, hopefully Friday they play well, and hopefully we get a Illinois win on or a win against Illinois on a Saturday. I think that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest point so far right now. Trying to get the Illinois win, you know, so we can beat the Big Ten tournament. Obviously, we care about basketball too, but you know, we want to make the Big Ten championship game as well. So, yep, absolutely, sir. Yep. All right. Enjoy your night and uh, get get some rest because you probably need it. And like you said, hopefully you get safe uh, travel safely back to Ames. Thank you, James. Appreciate it, sir. Yeah. Chad with the comment. Thank you, Chad. Thank you for all you do. Great show as always. No quit in this team. A lot of good things still happen tonight. Amen. Agree with that, brother. Thank you for the comment, for the compliment, and for being up late with us here this evening. Um, if people missed it uh, throughout football season, we've been talking about RTI threads. Uh, get with this company soon. They've got an, a complete apparel line for Iowa football superstar Cooper DeGene. They're expanding their sports as well. They've got a number of athletes they're working with. Head over to their website, rtithreads.com. Again, Cooper's website is cd3lacesup.com. 
but this uh, Iowa company is working with a lot of uh, Iowa's NIL athletes. CD3LacesUp.com, RTIThreads.com, browse their awesome uh, apparel line, merchandise line, and support the show while doing so. Also, I want to take another moment to thank uh, Iowa Smokehouse. We brought them up earlier, but uh, definitely get yourself some Iowa Smokehouse. And yes, you can find these products in your local grocery store, maybe even your convenience store, uh, but you can get a great deal through this code, through this uh, show. Use the code Hawkeyes for 15% off your order at iowasmokehouse.com. Also, you can follow them on social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, keep up to date on on uh, promotional things that they're running in addition to product uh, releases, etc. at their social media sites. But you can also, again, order online. Use the code Hawkeyes for 15% off. And if you spend $50 on an order, you'll get free shipping. How about that? So you get a lot of meat and you want to pay for shipping. iowasmokehouse.com tasting is believing. All right, uh, let's go back to our final couple of callers of the evening. All right. Thank you for calling our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. Who's on the line? Hey, Corey, it's Justin. How you doing, man? Good, Justin. How are you? I'm good. You're you're doing the Lord's work staying up this late, man. Please, well, I appreciate, appreciate that. It. I don't know about the Lord's work, but I'm I'm doing my best <laughs> to serve everybody on here, so appreciate that. <laughs> no, for sure. I've got two quick points on something that you mentioned earlier and then I have a question. The okay. first two is I, the, the makeup call thing is ridiculous. That happens in basically football and basketball. And that's, it's extremely frustrating. It happens it, most it happens in basketball. It happens the most in basketball though. It, it, no doubt. It, it absolutely ridiculous. does. They, they, they try to make it basically as even as possible in terms of like the bonus and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm with you on that. And then secondly, I hope the person that said I had to wait 19 minutes was being sarcastic because you were up so late during this. So well, <laughs> I, I hope that that was sarcasm. It's okay. I can, even if it wasn't sarcasm, I can deal with that, but I do appreciate that. And uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be a, a, a long, well, it's not that long of a trip home, honestly, but um, <laughs> no, I, I was just happy to be down here. Like I said, I really like Omaha. I actually like the town. And just being able to go on the road and not to drive that far. It's what, two and a half hours from Ames. So uh, mm-hmm. these these types of trips are what I enjoy uh, covering yeah. Iowa and, and doing what I do. That's awesome. And that actually is pretty related to the question I was going to ask. So I live in Austin, Texas now. And Texas played Creighton last year at home. And I went to the game. And I noticed their fan base that you were kind of alluding to earlier with the other caller as being a little, a little arrogant, a little, you know, aggressive, if you will. And I was, it, it comes out of nowhere. I, I don't know where it comes from. And I was wondering what other like road environments you've been on where you felt that way about a fan base, because that one shocked me when, when I went to the Texas Creighton game, just as like a third party neutral fan. Um, the only other fan, the only other venue that I can tell you I've had those uh, experiences, uh, Matt, Minnesota basketball was okay. an experience. I mean, just in the fans, you know, the, I don't know if they chant, we hate Iowa or, you know, blankety blank Iowa. I don't remember, but, but that is definitely, I know I had fans in front of me. It's amazing. Some of these venues and I tip like Iowa state's great on the road, um, Right. Purdue has been great. When I went to a Purdue basketball game last year, that was great on the road. Um, yeah. Like a lot of these road venues are fantastic. 
but yeah. there's a couple of them that just kind of give you weird vibes. And I think those would be the two for me, Madison and, and uh, Minneapolis. And now having been here and I've never actually, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest. I was, I was in Lincoln last year for Iowa, Nebraska basketball, and I didn't have this experience in Lincoln. Now, maybe that's because mm-hmm. Iowa was ahead in that game for most of it and won the game that probably has part to, partly to do with it. I think maybe some of the arrogance yeah. involved with having a top eight team and not knowing what to do with yourselves because you're so used to your football team, you know, treading water for the last three decades or two decades, that might be part of yeah. it. But um, yeah, I would say th- those two. And and I know, again, I know some really nice Nebraska fans some really nice Minnesota fans, yeah. Wisconsin fans, but definitely the experiences of these different places is, is interesting to, to kind of uh, evaluate following the game. Yeah. No, it, it was crazy. Like I, I went to the game last year in Austin, and I think at the time they may have been a top ten team when they played Texas um, again, and they were very entitled, which is you know it's, it's passion. So I, I understand, you know, we're we're fanatics, we're fans, but it, it was the way they came across, and it was just shocking to me. So the the only other one that I could think of that I've been to where I noticed the home crowd being very much. Uh, not disrespectful. That sounds like the the wrong term, but very much on top of the 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 other team fans is LSU football. They they okay. they were definitely that way. So yeah. it's, it's just interesting to hear that from uh, the other side. I don't want to like make you have to like belabor the fact, but it's it's just interesting to hear that. Yeah. No, it's it was a fun experience. Like I said, great arena, great town. Um, overall, it's, huge, it's a huge stadium, by the way, for Creighton. Like absolutely, it's twenty thousand. It's, it's a nice stadium, and the students are inv- like the students are nuts. The environment's great. Yeah, um, nothing but yeah. good things to say about the environment from a, a home fan yeah. perspective. Just maybe not real welcoming to the opposing team fan yeah. base, etc. That's what I would say. Yeah, no, I mean. Like, like I said, it's it's passion based, which is which is cool, and that's y'all talked about it earlier. They don't have a, a helmet football program or a football program at that, so it makes sense. But yeah, no, it's, it's just funny to hear that happen from somebody else because I I experienced that at a home game sitting yeah. around a bunch of great fans. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I do think it was a it was a promising performance and. I think this team has a, has a higher ceiling than we probably saw it at the beginning of the season. After I agree. I do. I agree. I do. And I'll, I'll let you go, Corey, because I know it's like almost one o'clock. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the call, Justin. Appreciate it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree with Justin. Um, promising. And it's one game, but I'm, you know, I went from here as kind of my baseline prior to this game to here. Like kind of like the football offense this past week, got to see more. But I'm impressed with these freshmen, their ability to score. They don't get scared. Those freshmen did not look intimidated by the environment the moment tonight. Fran's got them ready, and he puts trust in them. And I think that's an admirable quality. What's one of the things that makes Fran a good coach? I'm going to say he's a great coach. That's fine. But what makes him a good college basketball coach is he puts trust in his players and gets his young players ready for the moment. And he had them ready tonight. Jake says, what time of the uh, game was that video you posted of Fran yelling at Courtney Green? Towards the end. I don't know exactly what time. I could check uh, my timestamp on my phone. But, yeah, that was toward the end of the game um, during a timeout. Uh, South Bend Hawkeye says, thank you, Corey, for staying up, bringing us a live post game. I'm at the Animal Hospital with my St. Bernard. This has helped pass the time. 
I wish you all the best, sir. Uh, sorry to hear you're, you're going through that and uh, happy to, to bring you the post-game coverage. Let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. Thank you for calling from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Who's on the line? Lomansky, Corey. Lomansky. How you doing, buddy? Say it again. If you can stay up late, so can I. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, sir. Thank you for being here. I uh, I really liked uh, Creighton last year, so I watched a lot of their games and followed them. And tonight, you know, they got a probably a first team biggies player as a center. And when he goes and sit down, sits down, they bring in a six eleven guy. And that's hard. That's hard on the opposition. Plus, I think the Hawks got beat. I don't know if it's just inexperience, but they got they got their own formula thrown back at them. A lot of long passes and breakaways where they didn't get back the second half. And I think Fran will fix that. But uh, I think they've got to be patient with the young team. But uh, I, I almost am more... I am more encouraged this November than I was last year. I'd like your comment on that. Well, my expectations were different. I mean, I had a little bit higher hope because you had that alpha last year in Chris Murray. But um, given my expectations level and given what we've seen through three games, I could see why you'd say that. And I think this coaching staff can teach. And uh, you look what they, you know, there's natural talent with the Murrays that Kenny with their dad, but I think, I think some of the Murray, especially with Chris, uh, maybe the not quite as much talent as Keegan, but man, they really coached the Murrays up and, and so many players throughout the years, you know, Bohannon, Bohannon was, uh, I don't want to say discarded from Wisconsin, but you know, of all the Bohannon brothers, when I first saw him play, I was like, man, they better coach him up because he's just not a real quick basketball player. And look how he turned out. So you need to go to bed. I just wanted to uh, call in and glad you went to uh, Creighton. I, I watch, I start watching a lot of Nebraska podcasts because they just got venom thrown our way. I think their football team or football people are jealous of the, the Hawks this year because I think they figured they beat the Hawkeye football team last year. Now they're going to get their revenge and they watch the success of the football team and can't figure it out. And I think they're just jealous as hell. These podcasts, I try to be nice and I type stuff in, you know, and then they just smart asses, but uh, <laughs> I think they're jealous. Well, there's going to be a story told in a week and a half. So let's see what happens in Lincoln that day. Well, I tell you what, I might be throwing things across the room because I want that one bad. Well, I respect I respect their hit coach a lot, but I want that Nebraska win really, really I bad. Think, I think Kirk does too, and I think you're going to get it. I think you're going to win. That Boy, game. Kirk, he was a little different today, wasn't he? I was kind of like the Nerd Kirko is uh, a little more outspoken today. Well, when you when you actually have an offense that performs, I think you feel a little bit more comfortable addressing the media. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think he's I think he's feeling better, but you know he's usually not that outspoken about uh, like you say. Uh, I think I called into your show and told we're over refing, or I typed it in the the chat. But uh, boy, I was smiling when he said, "You know, we're we're over refing everything." And I don't know if that's because it males or alpha that we get out there and we're smarter than uh, we're smarter than the guys on the field. I'm gonna let you go because it's late, and uh, 
let's hope for a football win Saturday. Okay, Lemansky, appreciate the call, sir. Absolutely. Hope for a football win Saturday. Huge game. Massive game can wrap up the West with the win and lock in a trip to Indy. Again, our RTI Threads player of the game, Ben Cricky, 24 points and 11 to 17 shooting. He had the mid-range game down tonight. Five rebounds, but as you'll see in our bottom ticker as we're running through this thing, uh, Sanford added six rebounds. Perkins added six. So if everybody's rebounding, they can at least compete in that category. On the night, Creighton really dominated the second half in that category, 38 to 30 for the game. And in the second half as a whole, that was part of the problem for Iowa tonight, especially during that 10-minute stretch. But for the night in the second half, Creighton out-rebounded Iowa 22-11. That was the difference. And again, in the second half, Creighton put up 49 points. Most of that came, again, 32 points in nine minutes. Take away that nine-minute stretch. It's a different game, but you can't do that, of course. Um, But Cricky uh, is our RTI Threads player of the game. And uh, I guess we can take this moment to uh, mention, again, RTI Threads. Cooper DeGene's apparel line at cd3lacesup.com and all of their NIL athletes at rtithreads.com. They're an Iowa company. They're supporting the show, and they carry a bunch of Hawkeyes and a bunch of uh, future NFL stars as well. Visit rtithreads.com and shop Cooper DeGene's cd3lacesup.com apparel right now. And he's even got a uh, It Was Not a Fair Catch shirt. So check that out. I saw a sign in the the, uh, audience today at... uh, CHI that said it was not a fair catch. So let's keep that going and, and profit help Cooper profit off uh, that uh, massacre of a call. Let's go back to our final caller of the night, our RTI Threads, uh, or excuse me, our Iowa Smokehouse, RTI, or RTI Threads sponsoring our show, Iowa Smokehouse sponsoring our call in line. We go to David. David, welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. How are you, man? Good. Uh, so just a couple things. Um, real quick. I was disappointed that you didn't think Iowa was that good coming into this game um, because we had beat every spread. And I think one of the best ways to evaluate um, opening spread as Vegas 31 and a half, that was closing spread, but opening 28 and a half against uh, the last game and the prior game before that we had won that spread handily. Um, But either way, like I saw a lot of positive things having to buy like Peacock and, you know, big 10 plus and all this and that. Uh, I saw a lot of positive things. I think we're going to be good this year. I, I think that we have a different team, far different than last year, far different than in several years where we have one dynamic player who came in the year prior as a dynamic player. I think that's a good thing. I think it's harder to defend five players there versus one and then four role players behind one. Now, do I think one player will probably adapt to be that guy? Yeah, maybe. And that'd be cool. Maybe it'll be Perkins um, and the guy from Valpo. Uh, I, I don't want to say his name. In Kirky? Or how do you say it exactly? Ben, ben Kirky. Ben yep. Kirky? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he was shooting some really tough shots. I mean, shots I really probably wouldn't long even twos. want him to shoot. Long, long twos. twos. Yeah, yep. long twos. Like, take one step back, you're hitting a three-pointer. But right. just shooting them and nailing them. So you, it's hard to fault it, but I 
I don't know. Well, they needed they needed him. I mean, he was he was great tonight with twenty four points, and he was able to pull he, he out was, and Yeah, he was being the man in that moment, without question. Like just taking the shot and getting it done. But my point is, is that uh, a lot of people want to keep hating on Iowa and basically calculate Iowa for being the same team they have been in prior years, for whatever reasons those are. Without really giving disregard to like what friends ultimately always said he wanted. He wanted shooters. He wanted tall guys. He wanted adaptability. He wants guys who are 6'10", basically shooters. That's, that's his beautiful team. He wants a fast-paced scenario where he can push it. He doesn't like role models necessarily, but when you get a really good center, you're going to play the really good center. And when he becomes, you know, Garza obviously was great. You're going to push the ball to him. Um, my point is, I think ultimately we're kind of starting to see the team he really kind of wants. And I think it's going to work because they're more athletic. They're going to be capable of defending better. Uh we, we have better athletes. I mean, our, our defense in the first half was good. We were jumping the passing lanes. We had, I think, eight steals to two in the first half. That's really impressive. Um, we're already throwing our freshmen in almost as a lineup, which is great. Most teams won't be able to keep up with us. So, like, when you have a bad team let's say like the team we played prior uh the hornets i think right or the stingers uh, did you figure that one out which one are they a b or yellow jacket or something yep yellow jacket okay cool so yeah that team they could keep up with us for a moment right but eventually our team just took over because they didn't have the depth they couldn't run up and down the court and when you start seeing short uh, like short shots at the end of the game i mean that's that's a obvious fatigue issue my point is is that that's kind of his style right so like defense can be two ways right you can defend right in front of a guy or if you make them run up and down the court constantly cherry picking making them run up and down the court that's a defense too it's hard to run up in court we probably have out of the amount of possessions Iowa has versus the average team is way higher. So the amount of times that the defense has to run up and down the court is way higher. That is going to fatigue a team. Now against a good team like uh, Creighton, which is, has depth, doesn't necessarily play out. Maybe that's why we're not as good when it comes to, you know, tournament time because those teams have depth. I don't know. But I think that we're going to be a lot better than ninth in the Big Ten. <laughs> Imagine if you're a Michigan State fan right now. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> because, I mean, I'm ranked, and I just lost to a non-Power 5 conference team and Duke, and I don't think they're ever winning against Duke. We were at least winning in the first half, majority of it, and showed promise with a team in which we had – Half the team was like freshmen in, in that uh, first half for a majority of time. Yep. I mean, we have a future here is all I'm saying. Yep. Like 
I agree. I'm with you, loving David. the product. Yeah. No, I, it was fun tonight, and um, I'm gonna. I'm more excited after tonight than I, I was a few days ago. I'll admit that, and uh, hopefully a lot more of these post game shows. And uh, David, I appreciate you calling in, sir, and appreciate well, your can support. Can I say one more thing? Sure. Go ahead. I really value what you've done, the brand you built, and the tenacity it takes to do that, I think, can't be understated. Appreciate that. Like, you have really... I watched you before maybe a lot of people. I mean, I remember I I watched it like three years ago, or a long time ago, and I only called in a little bit after that fact, like one year later, maybe. But you've built this into a like amazing thing, and it takes well, I, I commitment. Thank you for that. Yeah, trust me. I'm very, very. Thank you, actually. Thank oh, I you. I appreciate that. Yep. Stick around, and right. uh, more to come. Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, your quality is top notch, to be quite frank. Thank you, so, David. Have, thank have you. a good night, and uh, um, we'll talk to you after football. <laughs> maybe uh f- football's great I- i'm excited for next year really excited for like i hope positive changes but yeah. you, know, you know where i stand on that same kind of spot yeah. you stand for the most part but have a good night my good friend and uh go hawks yeah. i mean just go hawks yep absolutely go hawks sir thank you david appreciate that call and uh Yes, as uh, David mentioned, uh, it's been a long journey trying to get the, the channel and the platform where it's at. So uh, please help out. You can donate to the channel in the description below. You can hit the like button. That's a small way you can help. And uh, certainly subscribe if you're not already uh, doing so. Uh, you can support the channel by means of a sponsorship. Email me from the eye of the storm at outlook.com. That's from the eye of the storm at outlook.com. You can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at from the Hawkeye and from the Hawkeye of the storm on Facebook. You can share the show out on social media. That's a simple way to support the show. And if you're already doing Amazon shopping, why not do it through our affiliate link and we'll get a small portion of the proceeds and it doesn't cost you any more. shop Amazon with us. Use the link in the description below. And um, of course, Iowa gets Arkansas state next tonight, falling on the road at number eight, Creighton 92 to 84. And um, uh, Ben Cricky paced the team 24 points. His first 20-point game as a Hawkeye. Third straight double-digit performance for Ben Cricky. Good for him. Made four of his first five field goal attempts, seven to nine in the first half, scored 16 points, and um, uh, had a season high in attempts as well with 18. So he looked like the guy tonight. Third different Hawkeye to reach 20 points this year, uh, complimenting Patrick McCaffrey and Peyton Sanford. So how about that three games into the year? Iowa had four players finish in double figures. Six players score at least eight points. Perkins scored a season-high 16 points, had six rebounds, three steals as well. Team had at least four players in double digits in all three contests thus far. In fact, I'll throw up some of the stats here on the bottom ticker to uh, end this thing, Um, and you'll see some of these numbers. Very impressive throughout throughout the, uh, the lineup this evening. Um, and, and yes, uh, starters, but boy, those freshmen filled in admirably when they were called uh, called upon in a very tough environment. Just seven turnovers for the Hawkeyes on the road. How about that? That says something. They closed the game on a flurry, making nine of their final 11 field goals over an eight-minute stretch, trimming a 17-point deficit to five points with a minute 26 to, to play. And remember, uh, Peyton Sanford had a three, would have cut it to two. 
Was he fouled? Was he not fouled? Who knows? It doesn't matter now. Blue Jays had a 19 to 5 advantage in fast break points, 32 19 advantage in bench points. Most of that came in the second half. Um, Hawkeyes, uh, for, for the Hawkeyes, it's just the 17th loss under Coach McCaffrey when shooting at least 50% from the field. So there you go. Hawkeyes return to the court on, uh, let's see, Friday to take on uh, Arkansas State. 7 p.m. Central Time. That's a BTN Plus game, and we'll be here talking about it following the game. It's got to be very quick, Drill MVP. This is our Iowa Smokehouse calling line, but I'm ready for bed. Drill MVP, what's up? Well, Corey, I'm, I'm wallowing in misery. I'm sure we can wallow in misery together. It's just, you know, it's I tough. Won't, I won't be wallowing very very long until I wallow into bed because uh, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. I get that, but I think that stretch, I had one eye on this game. I had both my eyes on uh, Kentucky and Kansas mainly, but uh, there was a stretch outside the second half in the beginning, like four minutes. You all were even with them, and then it was like, what, 71-58, something like that? I mean, I think that's where you lost the game. You just can't allow an elite team like Creighton to have that, that type of run against you and come back from it. Correct. Well, but they did come back. They were one three-pointer away from cutting it to two. But you're right. That's where they lost the game. I agree. Well, yeah, and I think I was one of the few teams in the country. I'm not sure how much of Kansas you saw today, Corey. Them, Kansas, and probably Kentucky are the only teams I've seen. And UConn, I got to give them credit. They're looking pretty good. That can come back from that type of deficit. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to come back from 17 down. The fact you all were even within a three-quarter of coming from two in a hostile road environment, I I was got a really good team. I hope so. I hope you're right. Um, solid tonight and a fun game here in Omaha. And, uh, yeah, hopefully this means we're going to be talking about basketball into March. But long road in front of us. We'll just try to enjoy the journey. Did you see any of the other Gavit games that was going on, like uh, Marquette? They beat Illinois, for example. Yeah, I was heading to the, the arena. I didn't. Uh, I, I saw that game was going on, but I didn't. I don't even know who won. Who, who won that game? Marquette. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see that, but Marquette's top ten, so probably should have. Yeah, I think the Big Ten is uh, two and three right now in the Gavit games. They won all the games yesterday, and they lost all the games today, if my memory's recalling, which is, I think, about decent. I think the Big Ten, uh, Big East is a pretty good conference, and for the Big Ten to be doing this well is honestly somewhat surprising to me because after the first week of basketball, I was kind of shaky on them as a whole, but they're starting to win me back over. Well, Darren P, I appreciate you calling. Uh, I'm going to hit the hay, and uh, we'll probably talk to you Thursday or Friday, women and, and men back on the hardwood. Have a good night, Corey. Thank you, sir. All right, folks. Uh, been fun. Been very fun. Thank you all for being here. You can become a premium subscriber by clicking join. There's other ways to support the show. Check out our description. As a reminder, Thursday, it's Iowa-Kansas State women, 7.30 p.m. Central Time on FS1. Post game here to follow. On Saturday, excuse me, Friday, it's Iowa-Arkansas State. The men, 7 p.m. Central Time, BTN+. And on Saturday, it's Iowa-Illinois bat- uh, football. Let's get this all straight. Iowa-Illinois football from Kinnick, 2.30 p.m. Central Time, FS1. It's senior day at Kinnick Stadium. Iowa postgame with Coach Don Patterson to follow. 
<sighs> Big sigh in and out. This is the busiest time of the year. I enjoy it, but it is tiresome at times. But I'll be here with you throughout the rest of the week. From the Hawkeye of the Storm and Iowa Post Game, appreciate all of our sponsors making this possible. Thank you all for being here this evening. Please consider donating. If you appreciated the show this evening, it does help. PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, whatever you're able to do helps. And we will talk to you very, very soon. Have a great night.